Explore Milwaukee's past and its future, one building at a time. This is Urban Spelunking with On Milwaukee's Bobby Tanzillo and me, Nate Immig, from 88.9. Well, Bar Month was last month at, it was. at On Milwaukee, and um, we're going to pick up some burnt ends from that and tell you about <laughs> some... <laughs> We're going to drink the dregs of some of the glasses still sitting on the bar. So the week before last, (laughs) where were we? We were at... uh, Casa's Mini Bowl, right? Yeah, we were at Casa's Mini Bowl. This week we're at At Random in Bayview. Talk about legendary, right? Legendary. Um, And we almost lost it. Yeah. Yeah. But that was all averted, crisis averted. Yes. At Random remains as vintage and random as ever. Right. Ice cream drinks are still there. Yep. So where do you want to start with this whole thing? Uh, maybe the new owners? Yeah, let's talk about John Dye. John okay. Dye is the guy who we could say rescued at random, right? Because, I mean, there had been talk about it had been sort of closed for a while, then opening closed for a while, and it was for sale for a long time. And then there was a uh, word that a developer was going to buy it and tear it down and build apartments. And there was outrage over that And proposal. everybody just went yeah. insane. Right. And so that deal fell apart because there was just too much opposition to it. Um, but the future was still kind of up in the air at that point because the previous owners, Ron and Shirley Zeller, you know, they're close to 90. They, you know, as John says, they need to retire their people too. So John stepped in and bought the place. And you may know John Dye from such bars as Brian's Cocktail Lounge. So he's got some experience in these vintage bars. That's kind of his thing. I mean, he loves these places and he goes in and as he says, he doesn't keep everything exactly the same because he's a different person, you know. But he keeps them mostly the same and he keeps them the same enough that he honors the tradition and the decor and the stuff that makes these places special. And his portfolio is um, Bryant's at random and the Jazz Estate, right? Yeah, yeah, and he did sort of the same thing at the Jazz Estate. I think he had to make more changes at the Jazz Estate just because of the condition of the space and things like that. When I asked him about that, I think he's kind of had to do a little more in terms of changes at the estate. But he's not doing much. I mean, he's cleaning up and painting and doing that kind of stuff, things that had sort of gone by the wayside for a while. But if you walk in... You know, you're not going to think it looks any different. And that's the whole point. I mean, when you walk into these three places, uh, at random especially, it's, it is just this feeling, this, this time machine when you walk in. All right, let's, let's just do this. You're going to walk into at random, and if you're, you know, if you're a man and you go into the restroom, you're going to still see the same horses, pictures of the horses on the wall. That's an iconic thing. Yes. When you come in, there's still going to be the pictures of the, the paintings of the clowns on the wall, some of them inexplicable and what's going <laughs> totally on. Totally unexplained, yeah, right? Right, you can't figure that out. Um, that Those crazy, beautiful, like, period light fixtures hanging over the bar, still there. It's still super dark, right? Still super dark. Um, although I told you this earlier that I went there during the day. It must have been jarring. To talk to, jo- to John. And, you know, with the lights on during the day... It's almost like a weird buzzkill. Do you know <laughs> yeah, what I mean? Because that, yeah. the place is so unique for what it is to then it's like seeing somebody naked that you know <laughs> it's sort of an odd it's an odd thing. But anyway, you're but blinded so, by the absinthe green booths. Yes, the absinthe green booths, you know, beautiful. The Christmas lights everywhere. Just it's it's a really unique space. Right behind the bar there's a giant stack of tiki love bowls. I had to take a picture of that. And those are still still the same and remaining. Still happening. At random opened back in nineteen sixty four, which you point out is um, a little more recent than people might think. Yeah, I mean I think when you go in there you think that this is a place that's been sort of untouched by a lot longer time period than that. I mean, it's, that's still a long time, right? It's yeah. still more than oh, 50 years. Totally, but, yeah. but I think some people think that that goes way back. And as a bar, it does go way back. It goes back to the early 20th century as a bar. Before that, it was a drugstore and a grocery store for a while. But the at random thing happens when Ron and Shirley Zeller buy it in 1964. 
They immediately rename it at random. And then a couple years later, they actually draw plans to redo the interior. And that's when they do it the way it looks now. We're going to take a quick break here and we'll be right back on Urban Spelunking. Nonprofit Radio Milwaukee is brought to you by you. A membership contribution is your personal commitment to music and to Milwaukee. Visit RadioMilwaukee.org to check out our donor benefits and the thank you gifts you can get to show off your 88.9 pride. Well, your research of this bar turns up this this figure, this this man that you probably weren't expecting was a big part of the story and then became a huge part of the story. I had no idea. I so, had no idea. So tell us about Bullet Lou. Well, there was a, Bullet Lou's dad, Lou Kern. His dad owned the bar for quite a while, for a very long time, actually. Um, and while he was being busted for uh, making beer during Prohibition in the basement. Um, That'll get you. That's That's a downer. Lou was a was a football star in Milwaukee. He went to South Division, um, and then he briefly went to a school out east before going to the Naval Academy, where he earned the nickname Bullet Lou for his speed on the football field. And he was a standout football star at Navy. Like the newspapers here were constantly writing about how Bullet Lou was doing, <laughs> you know. So even uh, while he was still in college, he was he was a well known guy here. And talk uh, about a football name, Bullet Lou. Bullet Lou. Come yeah. on, I want to be Bullet <laughs> Lou, right? Um, and then the war breaks out, and he leads a squadron um, in the Pacific that is this sort of heroic squadron that shoots down tons and tons and tons of enemy planes. Again, he's in the paper all the time for his exploits on the uh, battlefield in the sky. So an all-American, uh, an all-American story here. Yeah, and linebacker then, to, to fighter pilot to yeah, it's crazy. And then like barkeep. Right, and then he comes back after the war, and he. Um, is briefly bart at least briefly bartending and then goes away again he he gets a he gets a sort of rare disease and get becomes really sick for a while later in life um but manages to overcome this and then joins like the diplomatic corps and goes around the world as a representative of the United States has a really distinguished and really long career just wow. a super interesting guy that you know you never would think this has anything to do with at random where you go and have a tiki love bowl or like a chocolate banana ice cream drink <laughs> and, and, and a reminder too just you know there's this whole chunk of history a really complete you know compelling story that existed before at random right and i love at random like everybody loves at random right i mean it's it's an amazing place with a great history and it's a cool place to hang out but i think even the bullet loose story just like dwarfs that doesn't it you know i mean it's just such an amazing story this guy from bayview that just sort of excels at everything he does and becomes a hero I guess what I'm getting at is that it's a reminder that, you know, our viewpoint and our memories are, are aren't always the complete picture. You know, there's yeah. there's these pockets of, of history, you know, in, in every building around Milwaukee. And that's that's what I say all the time to people is that I've never I, I never struggle to write these stories. I go to like once in a while I'll go to I'll get invited to go to some building and I'll go there and I'll be like, what the heck am I going to say about this? Why did I agree to go here? And then you get there and there's always a story. Yeah, you know what I mean. That's not always a bullet loose story, but. But there's always a story. They can't always all be bullet loose. They can't all. We can't all be bullet loose. So back to the current owner, John Dye. Yep. Uh, what are his plans for the future of this place? I think his plans are to uh, maintain the tradition, keep it looking like it does. But you know, I think you know he runs it a little differently, um, probably in ways that people don't see. You know, I mean, he has he can't be there all the time. Uh, he says an interesting thing because part of you know he took over Bryant's and that was his place. And you knew you could go to Brian's, and the odds are he was going to be there, and he was going to be behind the bar. But now he's got three places. Yeah. And he said it's really a, sort of a challenging thing because you know when you're a small business person, they you know you realize that the the 
God is in the details, right? I mean, you got to make sure everything's running right. He says, but then once you sort of expand a little bit, you have to learn to let go of that stuff and trust other people to be, you know, involved in the details. Well, and especially with these three establishments going with this, uh, you know, vintage vibe with these craft cocktails, this uh, you know, recipe book of these of all these like really complicated drinks yeah. that you can find at each, you got to have the right people doing that. Yeah. And he's confident that he's got it. I mean, he's doing it and, and actually Ron and Shirley's son has come back to work at the bar. So there is a Zeller still working and at random veteran, but I got to tell you, John, as much as you love these places and I love these places and everybody listening loves these places like Bryant's and the estate and at random, if you spend any time with John in any of them, you realize you don't love him half as much as he does. Like, he is really passionate about these places. He's not just buying them as businesses. You know, the, when I went to see him at, at Random, it had just reopened. His wife had just given birth to their first child. And I went there and he had, like, a broken hand. He had, like, fallen. Oh, <laughs> like, wow. trying to shovel. I mean, this is a guy that he's, he's really pushing the envelope here, running around, trying to make these places happen. And, and he's doing a great job of it. And... I think he will continue to do that because he loves him so much. And it probably would have been easier for him to, uh, you know, start over from scratch and come up with a new concept and, you know, not fix up these old buildings and these old concepts. But, you know, it's his dedication to the to yeah. this vintage thing that he wants to keep alive. Yeah, he doesn't want to do that, right. He, and wants, he, he wants to just sort of shepherd these things along for for the next generation, I think. And you mentioned shoveling. He still shovels the... The, the sidewalk of the, the old owners, right, who just yeah. recently retired? Yeah, they still they live next door, and he, uh, he shovels their walk for them. Podcasts on 88.9 are produced by Kenny Perez. Handcrafted sonic inspiration comes from the License Lab with support from On Milwaukee and, of course, your membership. You can subscribe to all of 88.9's podcasts right here at radiomilwaukee.org slash podcasts. You can find our podcasts on iTunes, Spreaker, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts, we're there too. On Milwaukee's Bobby Tanzillo. Thanks. Thanks, Nate.